0: Welcome to Indie Animation. I'm Trevor Stewart. I am half of your host. The other half is Rob Shaw. I'm punching in because I wanted you to know these first few episodes Rob and I recorded nine months ago before we even knew what we had. We love these so much because they're a really intimate detailed look at Rob's career early on and my own. And we hope you enjoy these first two raw episodes as much as we do. <laughs> We are now officially live. Mm. So um, that little sound that you're hearing in the background. That's the fire. That is a crackling fire. That's nice. We are it's not in a in studio here. today. Yeah, we are in a... Uh, we're in my living room, which is cabin chic. Cabin porn, if you will. So um, this is Trevor Stewart. I'm an animation producer. I'm joined now by Mr. Rob Shaw. My oh, wow. friend and animation director and he just came from work he just came from the studio yeah
1: mm. on my way home you're not far from my house so this was perfect yeah
0: i think we live in the same zip code
1: yeah, i think so too oh my god
0: well welcome this is the maiden voyage
1: yeah of this podcast it's very exciting
0: i'm so glad to have you here man yeah, yeah. i'm this excited is to be here how's the coffee by the way
1: uh the coffee's great
0: is it good not too strong? yeah
1: necessary at 4 p.m mm. i have a, i got i have a i have a drop around 4 p.m and i got to I got to recharge a little bit. Oh,
0: nice. Well, good. Well, um, if you feel like dropping, I'll just carry the show. Okay, and I'll just mime you. Right. Um, Sounds good. I am really excited to be doing this because when I was in uh, when I was in film school mm-hmm. and when I was studying art and studying animation, um, my understanding of it was uh, the Simpsons was just large scale, uh-huh. giant systems, and that was animation. Mm-hmm. And if I want to be an animator, I would be a part of a large system. Mm -hmm. And once I got into the industry, I realized there are, there's an an entire strata of what it means, you know, on the very independent level of just making your own independent film and at the big system level when you are a part of it. Yep. So, um, I'd love to sit down, do a deep dive with you and your career and kind of talk about, um, the progress of your career since graduating, which was not...
1: It was like last week. Yeah, exactly. It was like a couple <laughs> weeks ago.
0: It was like 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and kind of talk to you through that lens. Yeah. So um, you just came from work where you are a director at Bent Image Lab.
1: Correct. I'm a director at Bent Image Lab. Uh, we are a um, small studio in Portland, Oregon. And we do a lot of mostly commercial work. Um, I also do... Uh, music videos i do some series work i do um some segments and features work and um what are you working on right now right now i am working on a commercial i feel like i'm not allowed to talk about it yet because they haven't done commercials before but um i'm doing a commercial with some anim- 2d animated characters oh, in cg settings uh, and I am also working on a segment for a indie feature film. Has these kind of imagination segments that that are stop motion. So I'm doing. So this is a those. live action picture. Yes. And you're doing stop motion sequences. Correct. So that's I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but
0: that's what you've been doing for the TV series Portlandia. Yes. For how many seasons?
1: Um. Well, they just finished their. They just finished. They just finished, finished. all together. Yeah. It's eight seasons dear lord and we did something in seven of those eight seasons uh sometimes it was rats sometimes it was uh something else one season they had a, a beaver that they that they needed so and, and i think um once we got started with them it was almost like any time they had an idea that needed animation that that they went to you yeah yeah, i was their first stop hopefully i was their first stop. as far as i or maybe i was the last stop i don't know <laughs> um they stopped uh, at me at some point.
0: That's great. So, okay, so you're currently working on a commercial that has 2D elements, right? Yes. Or is it a full 2D commercial?
1: It's a full 2D commercial, that, oh, that's but great. it has CG backgrounds. It has
0: CG backgrounds, yeah. 2D commercial. Yeah. You are directing yeah. the animated sequence in this, in this indie film. Yeah. And you, uh, but you do a lot of music videos too, right?
1: I do. I just finished up uh, something for um a side project of ASOP rock and we've done a bunch of videos together and he's got a side project coming out which again is like something where i can't talk about the specifics of the side yeah. project but it's going to be awesome and- but you can
0: talk about the specifics
1: here i'm kidding I'm yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but
0: you have done is it an accurate statement for me to say rob you can't count how many projects you've done with ASOP rock
1: is that accurate uh, if you ask me right now, with right half cup of coffee, yeah, <laughs> <it's crap. laughs> that's correct. I can't fantastic. count. I can't figure it out.
0: So the 22-year-old Rob Shaw mm-hmm. is geographically in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. Wait, well, You were born and raised in Philly. Yeah.
1: Then you stayed in Philly for college. I feel like people can't help saying that without going into the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. List. Oh, I wasn't going to go there, yeah. but I might Everyone. Everyone, yeah. everyone says... West Philadelphia, and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's Ooh, cute. but That's great. I'm not going to be though? that guy, but I can put my microphone down and do like part Pe- of opening DMs. People do do it constantly. That's- it's like they can't help themselves but do it. It's almost like when I was really little, the only thing people knew about Philly was cream cheese. Yes. Oh, and now yeah. the only thing people know about Philly is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Which but, is weird.
0: Uh, aside from cream cheese and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there is... It was a higher education institution that you went to school. Yeah, I went at, to
1: University of right. Arts in Philadelphia.
0: It's called University... The University of the Arts. The University of the Arts. That's a yep. lot of these in there. And you
1: know? Was uh, it badass? Uh, it was. You know... Uh,
0: but didn't you study film or did you study animation?
1: I studied both. I did a dual major, um, which you could do there then. I don't know if they still offer that now, but... Um, so let me just—I just, I, I just want to preface something because something Please. you said uh, earlier. You off? No, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Actually, like brought up something when you were talking about the the view of the in your view of the industry when you were in in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm of it being kind of a monolith. Yeah, yeah. Of it being like I can be a little cog in a giant thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like my education uh steered me towards the opposite view, and I think.
0: Your education there at, at yeah the College of the the Arts.
1: I think no matter what happens to you, you will always look at what other people got and feel like, oh man, that was kind of missing in my thing. So mm-hmm. it was like, um, I feel that way every day. By the way, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's called getting older. Um, the uh, the what I've heard from people that have gone to kind of like bigger film schools, like NYU or um, you know, CalAr, the the kind of like right or USC or UCLA. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't want to embarrass myself by not knowing the names of the schools, so I just like you and I will my be my in sentence. the same pool. The, the name <laughs> of this
0: podcast is going to be like, wait, what is that place called? <laughs> uh,
1: And um, from what I understand, the structure of those schools. Uh, and we talked about this before. Um, but you, you know, yeah, oh, you did so, like, the no, no, lead. you, 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 and oh. I, and and but we weren't recording it, so yeah. I'm gonna say it now. You've probably forgotten. Um, but that I drink a lot. So yes. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was driving, so we're safe. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, uh, those schools. Or from what I understand of those schools, that they were more industry oriented. So you could go to a school, you would work on a big project and you would be like, you would go and you could be like, you know what? I want to be a DP, right? So you go to film school and you're like, I want to be a DP. And then you DP everybody's film, Which was not my experience. So my experience was much more, no, everybody that goes to this school has to make their own film. And that Which,
0: means you have to be your own DP for that film too.
1: Or you have to get someone to be your DP on your film and then you may have to be the DP on their film. Oh, you know what so I mean? Like so it's very funny. like everybody. Everybody's cross pollinating exactly. everyone else's production. And right? I'm sure that this happened at all those places, but I definitely got out of school. There's a good side and the bad, Scott, bad side of what I imagine that I, that I got from school and the, so the, I'll start with the bad side so that I end on the good side. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's an important it thing to do. STD, Don't end it? on the bad yeah. side. <laughs> um, so the downside is that uh, I felt like I didn't really have an understanding of what any of those jobs were in the industry. Yeah, at least like in live us. action terms. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll keep speaking in live action, even though this is an animation podcast. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what those jobs entailed. And I had a very
0: like, for example, what like like you would hear key grip, and you're like, I have no, no idea fucking, what that no means. no clue, no fucking. And by no, the way, no idea. This podcast is not for kids. <laughs> I have to say that we're not cursing nearly
1: enough. Mm. It'll happen. Okay. It just you know we're yeah, I don't want to
0: force it, but no, yeah, no, no. there's no fucking rules. No, no, no.
1: Um. So, uh, but you
0: okay? So you were saying there was the good and the bad that you yeah, got yeah. out of college. So
1: the bad yeah. was was that that I that I. I didn't really understand those those roles and the roles that I thought I understood I had a very romantic view of. Like I thought that an editor was someone who got all the footage from this film and then built the film and built out of a tapestry out yeah. of it, a collage. Exactly. I didn't re- I didn't re- you know I didn't think of it as like the like the no you got yeah you got to you have to like you have to get this cut the same every day before it ships out and if something changes you're fired. Yeah yeah yeah. Like uh so but are you I, referring more in animation? I don't want to rabbit hole too much. No, but, no, no. But, uh, but I mean for I, live action. I mean too. for live action more yeah. than animation really because uh, animation, a lot of the roles did hold true to what I thought they were. But uh, So another one would be like, I thought like character designer. I thought that you would get a job. You'd get a job out of school as a character designer. Yeah. That'd be this great job where you're just – people just love your style yeah. and they're just having you design characters all day. And, it, it, you know, that's not – so much the real world. But when you think about doing a film, you're not thinking about this as an excuse to get to draw this character that I've wanted to draw over and over again. It's like, if you're doing a film, the idea for the film has to be good enough to warrant the amount of work that you're going to be putting into this thing. And you have to do everything. And you only, uh, you only get help in the areas of the things that you just cannot do. That's the starting point. And I've, definitely grown past that and and more open to collaborations and stuff like that but I think that as a that as a uh, uh, like a, a fire that starts your thing is a I don't know that I would have gotten that if I had gone to a school that prepared me specifically for the industry I could definitely see myself falling into like like oh I was pretty good at this when I started school and so we worked on that and then when I got out of school I got a job doing that and that's what I did whereas For directing, it's been more of a journey. Well, okay, that just opened up like a
0: million questions for me. Let's um, pause for... I don't even know what you fucking call a station break. Okay. Let's pause for advertisers um, and and our cute little theme song, and um, we'll come right back. Hey, you're listening to Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob. You know, while you're listening to us banter on... Go ahead and click that subscribe button on the app that you're using so you can get all of our episodes the second they drop. Now back to the show. We're back from that sponsor message. I feel like I'm in the 50s.
1: So, um, Rob. If you were in the 50s, you would have the sponsor message in your show. Oh, it would be. I'll be shaking the jiffy Jiffy muffin mix. Do you remember those? uh, Did you ever watch um, the Howard Stern show when it was like on – there was Howard Stern had some show on like network television. I remember he used to advertise Snapple, and it was always it felt, oh, really, really? It felt really weird and sad he'd like to pick me. Pick it up and be like, yeah, he'd be like, oh, Snapple's really delicious. I love it's Snapple's great. Uh, and he would have never... like women in bikinis coming out with Snapple, and he'd be like, oh, look at that, that's great, huh? That's really I.
0: I think Howard Stern is a is an amazing. Like communicator, And when you watch that movie that he made about his life, he was very stilted and stiff and something happened and he suddenly relaxed and he was just being himself. Mm-hmm. And that's when he found success as a disc jockey or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's the value I take from Howard Stern. But the. I feel
1: like he can be kind of mean sometimes. I feel like you know Howard Stern. is kind of
0: mean spirited. I'm like, oh,
1: Howard Stern is something that works for you or it doesn't. And yeah. I have lots of friends that love love the show have like are on whatever he is Sirius or XM or whatever Sure the whatever. non-terrestrial Yeah but like <gasps>
0: we're non-terrestrial
1: Oh look at that Dude, Hey um but it's not it, it's not my thing it's always been weird to me that it's, it's not your like thing I'm not either.
0: into it yeah. Well see for me I'm I'm naturally I can tend to get negative pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And especially as a producer, I'm not Mr. Good News. I'm yeah. Mr. Bad News. Every second, everybody's asking for something. I'm like, no, yeah. no, you can't. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. So I think I need to be, I draw energy more from like, from like positive, you know, people and positive kind of like experiences. Sure. And I feel like Howard Stern can be kind of mean spirited and I can already be mean spirited. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh no, it's like, it's like dark matter, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, gonna yeah. Like, it's too yeah. much. Um, okay, so speaking of mean-spiritedness. Yes, I'm here. That's a complete lie. But um, so my question is you, I want to I want to use the term unpack. I want to unpack what you had talked about before the break, saying that you acquired this indie discipline mm-hmm. and this do-it-yourself. Um, a
1: couple. I think I already. So let me just cut you off there real please, quick. Please, please, please. It's just that I think I already had that. Uh, to a certain extent, I think that's what drew me into this whole. Were thing. Were you
0: making stuff before college?
1: I was, but it was it was I didn't have very many good tools, so like I was. But you didn't because none of us did. Because yeah, we were college we, was the 90s, and would you have you had? So my friend and I had that we had figured out how to uh, start the yeah. the exact amount of time that you needed to start and stop the record button on the video camera to get the to, fewest to get frames, eight frames possible. Frames? Yeah.
0: yeah, somewhere between eight and twelve <laughs> frames. Exactly yes, yeah. you the
1: same. Yeah, thing so that's here. where. That's that. That was my, my start into GI Joes
0: and stuff on carpet. It was,
1: it was clay on paper, and then I did these weird like I did a lot of two D stuff where I uh, I um, sandwiched the stuff in uh, contact paper. Oh I don't yeah. Know why sure. I felt yeah. like I needed to make it permanent, but I would make like animation cycles and basically kind of it was almost like a like a video game where I'm like you know doing a running cycle and but it was. Wait, you would like
0: iron them together in contact paper, so it was like no, you no, ran- no, 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 no. I'm
1: saying like the background would be on contact paper, and then the character would be on contact paper, and I would cut it out and then like just replace it. It was just like they t- they were not good, but they were part of the thing. And I think like that whole, um, you know, like the music scene that I was into and stuff, all of that was very much um, you you'd like fostered that that the DIY was the thing. And
0: wait, but let me rabbit hole. What was the music scene? What was the music scene like in the nineties in Philadelphia?
1: Uh, it was, well, my scene was like the your, f- yes, what I mean, punk what hardcore is your scene, scene? Yeah. in Philly. It wasn't um, country music. No, it wasn't country music. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was like a punk hardcore scene that, um, that I was really into that. I had friends that were into. And then, and a lot of the stuff that we drew off of was the DC punk hardcore scene of like, you know, Discord Fugazi type stuff. When and you say D.C.
0: You're talking about like Washington D.C. Yeah, 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 like like just people doing like on the steps of the of the Capitol. Like I don't know that they were on out. the steps
1: of the Capitol, but uh, D.C. have a big I' I'm okay. Let me just explain. Have you've really heard quick. you've heard of Fugazi, right?
0: I've heard of Fugazi. Okay, that's full a, disclosure. Yeah. I grew up in Beaverton, <laughs> which is in the valley of Portland. So when you think of like most people are like Portland, yeah, what? and then it's like I'm not even from Portland. I'm from Beaverton. Yeah, I'm yeah. like the the the. the, the Teenagers would sneak out with their parents' gun and shoot stop signs for fun. Right, right, right. and yeah. So anyway, no, I've I've lived different an incredibly scene. sheltered life. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know if it's anyway. sheltered. It's a different. It's a whole different thing. I've been there. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen, now, I've I, seen mean, what why goes I went on to college
0: now. in San Francisco and yeah, yeah. moved into a really rough neighborhood and, and got I, the education I, <clears> of a lifetime. Yeah, but prior to that moment,
1: yeah.
0: I couldn't have told you about the DCC. Okay, I well, can tell you that the president. Right, Doesn't, president lives in D.C. He does. Yeah, he
1: does. Yeah, okay. uh, whoever he is, he always does. Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, that the so the so you're into the punk scene. So the D.C. punk scene, hardcore yeah. scene that spilled into surrounding areas in Baltimore and Philly, um, and uh, that music scene was very much like what what united all these different brands of music because now that I, now that I'm now the when i go and look up this stuff on like spotify or whatever it'll be called like post hardcore or oh, it was called emo core at the time like everyone gives all these different names and labels to the different music that was going on in the scene and at the time we just kind of called it punk or at least i thought that's what we were calling it yeah yeah and i think the unifying thing about this the different music was that it was very creative um and that it was uh that you had to this, it was very like a, a do-it-yourself aesthetic so the I know music that, was
0: unproduced in the terms of like Ashley Simpson being like like produced to a T in a studio where every track was like nuanced and feathered and enveloped right if you I were in a, a if, if you were in term, a band right?
1: you if you were in a band you could conceivably and a lot of bands did it you'd record your album on a four track yeah in in your parents garage yeah and then portrait, you would yeah. put out uh, a seven inch yourself. You do a limited press seven inch and you yep. would put that out yourself and all the, you know, like the zines and, uh, you know, band pinups and stuff like that. Yeah. All that stuff was like photocopy and, and it was just like, I, I don't know how much of a conscious thing it was, but it was definitely like the, the, the thing I was into. Were Oh, okay. so it, this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. it made sense, you know, and, and then, and it wasn't even a conscious um you know that that the uarts film and animation department it wasn't even that that was related at all to this or that i had any idea it was just what happened is i went to this school because they offered animation and yeah. i you know i could afford to go <laughs> and you could still live at home i lived at home for the first year and then, and then like, I are like fuck that noise i'm out yeah I did. Yeah yeah. But then I moved into then I moved downtown and I was like, "Oh, this sucks." And then I moved home again. <laughs> um
0: So you had this organic music scene that was part of the that slowly became part of your own fabric and you were saying that at some point it clicked with you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? In terms of animation, where you're like, "Fuck, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna to make think, raw shit."
1: Right. I don't think that was conscious until um me as like a grown-up I think it was just like that was the like the the way that I approach creative things was learned through that music and that whole thing around me and um and then at some point when I looked at what I was doing later on I, w- I could kind of put it together like oh that's how that came together but I wasn't In like yeah, yeah I wasn't ever like you gotta do this all yourself, or you fucking suck. Like I, I went to film school with people like that, where like <laughs>
0: droves of people would like. I'm I'm exaggerating, but I'm kind of not. I might I might be mixing up my memories a little bit, but I remember in my when I went to film school, there were dudes like who would their films were Reservoir Dogs. They would just like make movies with guys wearing suits, kicking out the back of a van with a gun right. in their hand, right. and then they would come to school dressed like. Like fucking Mr. Pink, dude. I'm, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would preach about, well, this is how you make a film, or this is the only way, you know, you'd make a film and we'd get into these arguments in class, you know, in a large class mm-hmm. discussion. And um, I don't remember piping up that much because I didn't really have an opinion other than you're fucking wrong, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I
1: would say the opposite. I would say anybody that tells you that there's a that this is how you do something is a- always wrong. Oh, absolutely. Is, I feed off <laughs> that energy. There is absolutely. no there way is to do no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is no one way. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a, you know, I'm a punk. So, like, if you want me to do something, you should probably, if you want me to do something, you should probably tell, you no. tell me not to do that and yeah. that that's stupid and that I'm an idiot and then I'll go do it.
0: That's fucking, dude, I feel...
1: And We've can't never talked it. about this, but I feel a kinship. <laughs>
0: I feel a kinship in the same way. Um, I was younger, um, and uh, friends of my parents at one point had said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Ah, oh, you know, I want to." This is in Beaverton. Everybody should uh-huh. keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. Which is really is right next to Leica. Um, if anybody knows where that is, the with these friends of my parents had said. You know, we lived in Los Angeles. You know, it's a really tough town. Maybe you should rethink you know, what you want to do. And I don't remember how old I was. I think it was a tween. Yeah. But in my heart or my inner monologue, I was like, Fuck you! Yeah, like, yeah Fuck yeah. you! Yeah. And the fucking horse you rode in. I'm like, right. how dare you tell me yeah. what I can and can't do? Like, yeah. It's and you still, have that. Like, I'm getting fired yeah. up right now, just yeah. thinking about it. And I'm like, you motherfucker.
1: You have that youthful, youthful ar- arrogance too, where yeah. you're like, well, they haven't met me, so yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so I did just that. I literally did just that, yeah. and like moved to LA and had a wonderful time, mm-hmm. and 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 drank really deeply, as deep as I could from that experience. It was mm-hmm. great. So now that I'm older. And I'm a lot more mature. If I were to face them again, I would say "fuck
1: you." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to going back to the deep dive on the Rob Shaw career, um, I've known you and worked with you directly in some instances, but mostly indirectly, uh, on and off for like the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, you graduate school in Philly, mm-hmm. which was like a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you. Uh, by the way since it's a podcast and nobody can see your face i just have to say you look like you're like 25 years old oh thank you yeah hey you're welcome but i know i'm 27 know so it's not. been a little while um you're in philly you graduate around 21 or 22 you can mm-hmm. finally drink jägermeister or fireballer or but okay quick question yeah what the fuck were people drinking and what do people drink in philly and what were they drinking when when you were in college very uh,
1: question. everybody was drinking uh, 40s since I was in oh, high school to no. liquor. Yeah, 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 like the oh. oldie. Oh, yeah, oldie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like uh, <laughs> you know. Actually, what's funny is like actually, as an adult, I didn't spend much of my adult years in Philly. So when I hang out with my friends now, they do they drink nice beers. They, they, they like they, they drink more quality stuff. But not like, the IPA
0: like we have out here. No, no, nobody no. drinks that shit outside of Portland. No right? no no. Well, I love it by the way. I, I think people, I'm not knocking it.
1: Especially think, if they want to sponsor this show. I yeah, love yeah. it. I, I think people drink it uh in other places as as a uh once in a while, but nobody drinks it as the everyday beer the way that it's Drink, drink here. Drank, drinking, drunken here. So it's
0: like Coors Banquet beer? Yeah. That's what like what we have. Yeah. It's like when well, we you like you're you're having a quinceañera or in whatever. In
1: Philly they drink uh uh yingling, the Which the is like is it's like a lager, I think. But anyway, that's yeah, what people okay. drink. So okay, so you were you were drinking forties in I didn't drink very much, but people did drink But you don't 40s. drink that much now. I don't drink that much now, but I drank even less than okay so yeah i drink for the two of us that's okay so
0: (laughs) uh so you're 21 22 you're kind of you're not finishing your mickey's big mouth Mm -mm. you're in philly Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh fuck i I, I gotta get a job did you do any internships when you were in school
1: i did not do any no because
0: what the fuck is in philly there's not the like not a lot or the stupid buddy
1: or not a lot in philly there's i'm sure and again there's been a it's you know it's 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 been a while so maybe there's more stuff sprouted up now but yeah. it was kind of like so i got out of school and my initial plan was i'm gonna go to graduate school i'm Word. gonna be a oh, no professor care. oh my god you were giving up that easy well what i wanted to do was make films in my basement so that was the the most logical way to subsidize that was like i'll become a teacher and uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. A, a lot of Wait, but let me back... Let me, yeah. let me hold, hold you first. And industry and you, didn't... Industry...
0: why? Why the fuck go right into academia? Because... Not into the industry? Because, uh... I'm asking the hard-hitting yeah, questions. Yeah, no, it's
1: good. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't like... There wasn't anything that was very inspiring about what was happening in the industry. And I didn't see a place in the industry where I could go and be in charge. And that's what I want to do. Ooh, you didn't so want to be a cog? I didn't want to be a cog. And I definitely didn't want to be a cog in the American animation system... Which doesn't allow for a lot of animation.
0: Wait, but what the fuck was happening when you graduated? Like Five goes west. Like no, the, no, 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 no. I'm not at all. Come on. Uh,
1: no, I tried out for the Simpsons. Was what the does one that play. mean? You tested in? I tested. Like sent a, they didn't even have email back then. You like no. mailed in. So I'll tell you what it meant. <laughs> so I had a friend who. So I had a friend who did do an internship at the Simpsons, turned it into a job. Uh, at I was film Roman. At film Roman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was out of school um working on my kung fu feature at the time and, and and just hadn't was undecided i applied for grad school uh um a long spiteful story is i did not get in to the grad school of my choice and then the next year they reached out to me and said uh they were interested was i still interested but i'm a spiteful vengeful person so i said no but were they going to pay for it no 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 one's going to i'm going to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no one's ever offered to pay for anything they have
0: they had a they had a $32,000 deficit they're like oh wait wait let's go back to last no, year's I, applicants I, and
1: I think that there was like political stuff that happened and I think it, it may have been there may have been a certain number of slots that were in that graduate program that were for for animators and the other slots yeah, were yeah, for yeah. other disciplines to yeah. come into an animation program and I think I got I didn't get into those slots. And then maybe the next year they didn't have as many animated. I Right, right, right. I, I don't. I don't know what the story is, but I know that um that like it just if if we want to be friends, like don't hurt my feelings that hard. Yeah. Then and then
0: come back a year later.
1: Well, just do it. Just just will probably be done because I'm sensitive little guy and I. And it didn't, and I don't recover well from that.
0: Yeah, yet. yeah. But you, but at this point in your life, you had graduated, you're still in Philly, you're working on your Kung Fu feature. Yeah. I don't know what that means, by the way. Uh, I, and you're applying to grad school, and the top grad school you wanted to get into said, go fuck it. I only applied to one grad school. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh.
1: Um, and I. I'm and, sorry, man. That must have hurt. That must it have did. sucked ass. It did. Because wow. I thought I was in, you know, like, you know, animation school doesn't work the way that like an Ivy league college does. So it's not like top of your class by grades or anything, Mm -hmm. but I was in the upper part of my class in that. I, you know, I think that like any program has a number of people that everyone in the program knows like, yeah, these are the people that are going to, go out
0: because they're singing like they're you they are they they're they're like they're yeah their work sings yeah yeah there's there's just an
1: energy there they're like if you had to get if you had to go through your class and you were like you know i these seven people are gonna be working in the industry right and that and that guy's a serial killer that
0: one's the stripper (laughs) that's yeah that one's gonna yeah 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 yeah. so
1: i felt very confident that like i was gonna get in probably too confident Mm -hmm. and then didn't get in uh so anyway so i I didn't get in, and uh, I hadn't really been looking for a job because I thought I was going to grad school. Right, right. So I think it was maybe two years out of school before I was like, "I've gotta, I've gotta get." Also, Philly is a weird. Uh, back then, at least, was a weird place where it can easily be a trap, uh, and a number of my friends will attest to this. That like, uh, when you get them on the show, they'll come and back me up. Yeah, we're... but uh, but like that, Philly is a place where. Um, if you're not born there and you move there, it's awesome. I've heard. If you're <laughs> born there, it can be really hard to get out. It's and and uh, and I just had this feeling that like something clicked where I was like, I've I'm not going to be able to do any of the things I want to do in life. If I if I commit that to fear started here. to creep. Yeah. In. yeah, yeah. Like I got to I got to go
0: because graduate school was your out. Yes. That was your
1: deployment. Exactly. Um,
0: Okay, without telling me where the school is, geographically... Oh, (laughs) you...
1: Give a fuck. Um, But... uh, It was CalArts. It was CalArts. Yeah, it was CalArts. All right, CalArts
0: students, if you're listening. It was CalArts, but it was CalArts... Drink deeply, motherfuckers. It was
1: CalArts' experimental (laughs) master's program. It was the experimental animation. It was the master's program. And I have friends that went there, and they're great, and they're doing great. And they know... Whatever. I don't hold any will. Uh, but are they, their, they their will against Cal Arts? Oh. There was one person who who right. But no. Fact, are they way. directing?
0: You don't have to name their names. But are they? Do they have a career like you have a career now as a director?
1: Some of them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or are they. Uh, a cog in the <laughs> giant matrix machine is <laughs> eating your soul. I actually. I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, master the master's program in the experimental realm is a place that you go and then go become a cog in the machine I think like you're that's where you develop your auteurship and your point of view and your yeah you're your and you're, and you're a, a lot of them are thumb college things. professors several of them are indie filmmakers like what? it's it, they're not like it's it's not a I, I don't think it's a place where you go and then you're either working I don't think you're working in Pixar either way when you go there Wait, I don't that, think you're gonna go be a director I don't think you're gonna go be uh, a storyboard artist. Did you say you're not going to be a director? At uh, uh, at Pixar, I'm saying. Oh, at Pixar, right.
0: So, But this is experimental animation or experimental filmmaking for CalArts? I that don't program.
1: remember. I don't remember.
0: Well, I have to say uh, one, I'm glad you didn't go because I, I'm thinking that maybe we would not be seated at this picnic table together. Um, you're a brilliant director and I Thank can you. say that because I've, I've had a front row seat to the last eight years of your career. And then number two, uh, we're gonna take another break for the sponsors to hawk their shit.
1: Perfect. My mind is light.
0: Hey, it's Trevor again from Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob. Uh, I'm drinking Coppola Red Table wine right now. I'm not an expert in wine, and I'm also not an expert in podcast hosting. You know who is? Pippa.io. That's P-I-P-P-A.io. Pippa is our host. They're the ones who have taken our podcast from my living room and blasted it out to the world for you to listen to right now if you would like to have your own podcast go to pippa.io and sign up with their team they are fucking geniuses the last thing i want is more competition to compete with my voice and my ego but they are amazing pippa.io is the only hosting service that we use and i highly recommend them now back to the show. Okay, so I wanna do some more deep diving here mm-hmm. and put myself in your shoes because the Rob Shaw that I know is one hell of a director. And I've worked with a lot of animation directors. Um, I was very thankful to um wake up every morning at uh and meet Henry Selick uh at eight thirty in the morning every day for a full year to have um high level meetings on Coraline and that was it was amazing. So, uh, having a front row seat to a lot of these really huge animation directors, um, and then working with you, I have to say, you're one hell of a director. Thank so I'm you. super, you're welcome. Man. I appreciate and I'm, that. I'm, I'm just curious about your lineage and the decisions that you made that got you in this industry because I hold you in very high regard, not only because you're a nice guy and you listen to me. So. <laughs> As a producer, yeah, yeah. you listen to me when we work on projects together, and you don't hate me for being a den mother. Um, But your work is fucking sick. Your work is fucking amazing. So, okay. So, getting all that, getting all the brown nosing out of the way. Yeah. We are... I
1: love the brown back
0: nosing. Back in the 90s. Yeah. You must have graduated in, like, 98? From, from Seven, From college? 97. Yeah.
1: So, you... And then ninety nine, I move out here. So there's two years in between when I get out and then when I come out here. What you moved to Portland? Yeah. yeah. So let Wait, me. Tell okay, so tell me about
0: this. Okay. But you you applied to Cal Arts. They said, "Uh, it's not you, it's me." Yeah. And then, and you were working on a kung fu feature. Yeah. You were writing it. You were like at a typewriter.
1: Friend of mine and I went to. We used to go to a flea market, uh, the Takoni Palmyra, flea market every weekend, like seven a.m. And one weekend we bought uh, a really nice Super 8 camera. Super 8 camera. And I found a shop in town, a camera shop in town that had Kodachrome for 10 bucks and then development for 10 bucks. And so I did the math and I was. Wait, how many
0: feet for 10 bucks? Not
1: that much, right? Just just a reel. It's like a a reel is about two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, 10 bucks? God, it's a steal. Yeah. So like 20 bucks for two and a half minutes of film. And, uh, and I knew my ratio was high. Cause even back then, the way that I shot, I used to, we, I had a, I had a, uh, my camera had a trigger and I would call action before hitting the trigger. Ooh, like that's yeah, to keep smart. my ratio high. Smart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, yeah. So we decided, I was like, we could make a feature, which just, here's a big, this is a great lesson that I would like to, to give to, uh, to any, um, Budding filmmakers, don't make a movie because you can. That's a terrible idea.
0: Ooh, what does that mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? Don't make a movie just because you can.
1: Have a movie that you need to make and then make that. But don't make, don't have the opportunity to make a movie and make a movie because you have the opportunity. Whether it's because you have camera, camera gear at, Mm -hmm. you have access to and you're like, I can make a feature. I should have come up with a great feature and then made it. And what happened instead was I have uh, I have a lot of friends and I have this camera and film. So I'm going to make a feature in, in-, in reverse. Like I'm going to write a feature to, to go ahead and make a feature. Everything was rushed and it was a pretty terrible Oh, So movie.
0: before you had the idea, you looked around and said, well, fuck, I got the resources. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just because the resources are there. Don't just go hit the record button. Right. Like start with the idea
1: and and let that be the passion play, yeah. And, and then go out and find the fun. And it sounds resources. and and it, and it's you know it sounds very stereotypical. But as someone who who that's it's the one thing that I made that I like that I never finished and that like
0: like how long are we talking, dude?
1: How long did I make? I, I no, shot I mean, a,
0: like running time. Like how? Much oh, I made film, I made dude?
1: enough for I, I shot enough for for an hour and a half feature. <laughs> it was scripted to be an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
0: are you kidding me? Where is this thing?
1: Uh, so I lost all the footage in no. a, a friend's – I stored it in a friend's attic in North Portland and their house got robbed. And they stole this box of Super 8 footage.
0: So there are some tweakers Somewhere. right now like in Gresham yeah. that are like cutting, like traditionally cutting with razor blades and scratch yes. tape. They are cutting the yeah, yeah, yeah. picture right now yeah. high on meth. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. my God. I can't yeah. wait to
0: see that. Um, like you said, so some editors do have full autonomy.
1: It's true. Yeah. These guys are going to make. And that, the <laughs> thing is, they'll make a better film than I ever was going to make. They're, they're, they're going to make something. That's crazy. Wonderful. Actually, that like that would be that would make me so happy if someone was able to take that footage and be like, you know what? I don't know what this is, but we're going to make a movie out of it. Oh that would my be great. God, that is not what I did. But anyway, so I made this. So I so I did this thing.
0: That is a, that's crazy, by the way. So you spent the, your entire two years. So post graduation, at
1: I spent a year doing this. Thing.
0: The the I always forget the name of your school. The University of the Arts. The University of the Arts. It's also called UArts. UArts. Arts. That's they call. short. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. you spent a year after UArts Arts making this feature. Yes. You also spent that year applying to grad school. Yes. Grad school didn't work out. No. The feature. Can I? Okay, I just want to venture a guess here. Um, the feature. You the feature didn't get finished because you ended up losing interest in you stopped putting energy into finishing the picture.
1: Um I You know what
0: I'm saying versus like getting into a car accident and you're like suddenly like, ah, oh,
1: I can't Oh yeah. Yeah, do no, yeah, no it, 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 it fizzled out. Although if I hadn't lost the footage, I would definitely have finished it. Because I don't later. later yeah, yeah split, I don't leave yeah, anything yeah, yeah, unfinished. But yeah. But it was like it was it was definitely uh the closer I got to disappointment with the product the the harder it got to kind of work through
0: really like were you getting your rushes or whatever whatever the indie version of rushes are when you get that footage back you were looking at it and you were disappointed
1: no the footage was awesome it was when i started cutting it that oh. when i when i started cutting things together and and i was like oh this is not uh this is this is a terrible terribly no written kidding. film <laughs> but what about, what, I know what about but. the acting and all that sort of thing were, were you acting working with actors okay. were you drawing no, no, your no, performance it was my, of your friends no stuff? it was my friends so no it wasn't it was uh, and
0: this is live action picture yes yeah um, so you were renting karate outfits dude like no 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 we did nunchucks and shit
1: uh, I bought stuff I bought how many Chinese
0: uh, stars would you buy for this movie?
1: None. Three section staff though that I got from my buddy. Ooh, it was pretty awesome. ooh no yeah, way. Yeah. Wait, those are like big numchucks, right? Yeah, there's nunchucks. like it's like it's like it's like three 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 segments, right? Three segments yeah. with yeah.
0: chains in the middle. And the chains are actually yeah. small. Small. It's yes. not like the six or eight. Look at you.
1: You know exactly what hey, you're talking man, about.
0: Hey man, we're the we're relatively the same age. <laughs> I grew up on like watching samurai films and yeah, stuff yeah. when I was younger. Oh my god. Um so you oh so sometime between year one and year two of being out of UARTs. You were like, what? Where can I move that's on the same fucking latitude?
1: No. Or whatever <laughs> Let me tell you. as Philly. Let me tell you what happened. Like, oh,
0: it's fucking Portland.
1: So this is another good This is another good lesson for people in school. People, and people will tell you this and then you won't believe it when you're in school. But then it's absolutely true. Which is yeah. that like. When Put down the bong, kids. Yeah, Here yeah, comes yeah. some
0: motherfucking wisdom.
1: Yeah. So the people that you are meeting in school, some of those people are going to be the people that you work with for the rest of your life. That's the, maybe the most important thing that you get out of school. I agree with that. Is you make those yeah. connections and because of where you are in life, when you make those connections, they are more solid than the connections that you make later in life. Yeah. You feel yeah. a connection to the people you went to school with that feels more permanent than people that you meet on the job. Yeah. So uh, I had a couple friends that I went to school with who uh, one of them went to film Roman working on The Simpsons. One of them... Um worked at uh Celebrity Deathmatch at MTV in New York. Oh, in New York, yeah. right, right. Uh and then um that friend they they started the PJs in Portland at Wilvent Studios. This
0: is the Eddie Murphy TV series. Yes. That's produced by Fox. I don't remember who it was produced FX, by FX or I don't know if FX. So way, way back in the day, there was a stop motion. And to my knowledge, really in America, the only literally serialized stop motion TV series where every Thursday night, as it were, there was a uh, uh, urban driven. (laughs) It's a nice way of putting it. It's not a nice way of putting it. Because But there was like stereo. They got some heat from specifically they got heat from Spike Lee because he was looking at the, the black characters that are represented in this TV series. And he was like, that's not. That's not awesome. That they're not mo- they're not modeling typical black behavior. They're modeling stereotypical yeah. behavior.
1: Anyway, so that TV show was. You had a friend who was working. So on I had the a friend DJs? who got a job on that show here in, Port in Portland. 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 Yeah. So at the same time that I was taking the Simpsons test, um, which is a layout test where they they uh what did they do? They gave me storyboards and then um and then I was to put that onto. Uh, like full size animation pages with a little bit of breakdown, like maybe one or two breakdowns per st- per board.
0: What the fuck does that mean? Uh, Are you talking about with the little arithmetic tick marks and shit breakdown?
1: N- n- uh, like so, if I get a board of Homer sitting down and I get a board of Homer standing up, mm. then I probably also need to do a page where Homer is getting off In the couch. In transit, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, um, okay, but mostly. And I don't totally understand because I didn't do that job. But uh, mostly I think it is to um, to make sure that you can stay on model with the characters because they're going to take that. And at the time – I don't know how they do it now. But at the, at the time, I think they take that and then they send that overseas. Yeah. And and
0: They send those keys and that breakdown overseas. Right. And then and the then overseas people – Do all the in right, right, and stuff right. like
1: that. So if you can't stay on model – if it's not on model, it's not going to come back on model. But anyway. Uh, word, yeah. So they, they – I was doing that test – And then my friend um, uh, was working on the PJs, and she said, there's another show out here, and they really need animators, and you should send a test. Um, But they really need animators because at this
0: point in the 1990s, in the late 1990s in Portland, you had a full TV show called the PJs that was up and running. right? But at the time, Will Vinton Studios, which eventually became Laika in Mm -hmm. 2005, the... Will Vinton Studios, Portland, Oregon, didn't have the huge expanse of talent that we have now. No, they had. So that's why they needed to import. Kernel of it. Well, it
1: didn't exist at the time because stop motion was was you know a one movie at a time industry. You know, you've got like or one TV series. Yeah, well, and even that. Like besides besides Henry Selick, who's doing stop mo in the nineties? Anybody?
0: No, I mean if you look at Will Vinton Studio, well, Ardman, right. but, but in the state, like Will Vinton Studios was really the only consistent. But then, if, I mean, once you peel back and look at commercials, it's a different thing. Sure, that's a, but that it's is a totally a different it's a thing. different satellite thing. But yes, in terms of features, and
1: yeah. Will Vinton when they when they did the PJs, they're pulling from all that. Yeah. So like all those commercial studios mm-hmm. are losing their animators. You know, right? And they're losing their camera operators, yeah.
0: Their animators, yeah. their like their Will motion Vint, control. Vinton,
1: Vinton Studios is getting everybody, and then right. once vil- and then and then they have to do. Then they also have this other show, so they go from no shows to two shows at the same time. Yeah, right. right. So anyway, so I, that's how I got the chance for that. And basically, at the end of the day, it became kind of a choice between move to L.A. and do this job that you don't particularly enjoy for a show that you love, which is a which would have been for The Simpsons. Yeah,
0: that's if you because you tested into The Simpsons around the same time when your colleague was like, "Dude, come to Portland."
1: But yes, you didn't exact same time, but they
0: didn't. But they didn't. Uh, uh, you didn't pass the test.
1: No, I passed the test.
0: You did pass the test. Yeah,
1: but it but it was a passing the test meant that um
0: you got to go to a face to face interview or something.
1: No, no, no. I I think they would have brought me on as a very like junior person In and i layout. would have probably yeah. had to prove myself there wait a minute but but we're talking about two different
0: things because the simpsons fucking 2d right the the tv show i think you're talking about is fucking gary and mike yeah, yeah, yeah. right that ain't fucking 2d no. by any stretch of the imagination that's stop motion so you're telling me that your education at uarts taught you how to test into the simpsons at a 2d level as an animator, I was, and also how to animate stop motion I was, characters.
1: Are you I fucking was, kidding me? No, I was pretty much a 2D animator when I got out of New York. Really? No shit. Um, stop motion was something that I loved, but I didn't do much of. And honestly, I sucked. And honestly, they wouldn't have given me the job if they hadn't been really desperate to fill seats. <laughs> like, I, thanks, Will. Yeah, I saw my I saw my test, and it's not good, not good. But but your test
0: was you had to fly to Portland, do a test in person that shot on. 35-millimeter film or 16-frame lunchbox?
1: Uh, when I did the test, it was just a lunchbox.
0: It was a lunchbox, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they had 30 frames at that time. Or 90 frames
1: in the late 90s.
0: Anyway. Um, so did you fly to Portland and test it, and then you went back to Philly and thought, fuck, well, okay, I'm either going to go hang out with Homer, oh! yeah, or you're going to go to Portland and hang out in the, the punk scene in Portland.
1: Well, so the the choice really was like, To me, it came down to the job and it was like, I don't know anything about this show, but if I go and do stop motion, I get to animate all day. If I go and do 2D, then I'm redrawing somebody's storyboards on model, which is not, I'm not, I wasn't so good at 2D that that was like effortless. Like that was hard and kind of scary.
0: Yeah. Um, That sounds horrible,
1: by the way. Yeah. But I, but I think if you're really good at it, it's not. If you're really good at it, it's rewarding and you're and you're putting you're adding your acting on top of someone's storyboards. That sounds great. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. But my uh for me, the struggle was would have just been like keeping it exactly on model mm-hmm. and and I bet that eventually I would have it would have become second nature, but that would have sure. been a long journey and, and stop motion's really fun and it like it was exciting for that. And Portland is about it was like the polar opposite of Philly. So Philly's an angry yeah city where people wanted to fight me all the time. Yeah. And Portland was like this like happy. Everybody was happy. And now you want to fight everybody. Like here. I told like I had this story when I came out for the weekend. I went to this um I went to this uh record store. Do you remember Ozone on uh it was on Burnside? No. Let me remind you. I was in Beaverton. Okay. Like, <laughs> shopping at Albertsons
0: and, and Kmart. So, no. so there
1: was a punk record store on Burnside. And it was called Ozone. And they had – uh, it was just awesome. They had, like, so many great records. And I went to the front with, like – a. I had, like – I had some CD of a band. And the woman at the record store was like, oh, you know, if you like them, there's actually – we have vinyl of this other record. That's one of the guys from the band. Some something really helpful. She said something really helpful, and it like blew my mind because my version of that was my like record store in Philly that I would go to where the guy. If I brought the record up, the guy would like shame me because yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. listening to this fucking poser band. Like, like you know what I mean? Like it was like the. I, it was so. It was such a. Uh, you felt like you were in a safe place. I felt like, yeah, I felt like I was in, um, I did. I I felt like, uh, like when I was a kid and I hung out, I made these friends at camp who were from the suburbs and I went and hung out with them in the suburbs. And it was like 10 o'clock at night and we were hanging out in the street. And I was like, you guys realize it's 10 o'clock at night, right? We're not supposed to be outside. And they were like, what are you kidding You can, in the suburbs, we're outside all the time. And I was like, that's fucking crazy.
0: Because in Philly, if you were out, that late at night that meant you were probably
1: up to no good or you could right? get robbed well that's I what mean, i'm saying people like, th- right, like other people yeah. might be up to no good
0: yeah. and um, not to say that yeah you were up to no good but you you're you're, you're exposing yourself you're vulnerable to yeah. people who are like well fuck sun's down it's time
1: it's growing time up, for me to come alive. yeah, yeah <laughs> growing up good. there was just a, there was just a feeling that like after a certain hour there were less people on the street and once there were less people on the street you probably don't want to be on the street yeah. at least by yourself, yeah, yeah, and um, you don't want
0: to give anybody a reason to pray
1: you? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you didn't feel that way in Portland, no, you', you no were like wow, this feeling. is this is great
0: yeah and 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 you weren't judged when you were in the record store, right um you uh after spending uh two years post school, you were animating mm-hmm. on a television series right that that was airing on u p n yeah. UPN, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. UPN I think it ended, was ended UPN. up merging with somebody else and became Warner Brothers T V or I don't know or something like that. But UPN. I don't know. I don't know what they became. UPN was great, dude. They had the, the I
1: can't remember the... Well they had um I'm pretty sure UPN I'm pretty sure UPN had um Uh, home movies which is like one of my all-time favorite tv shows i'm pretty sure it started i remember no brandy is the show that i remember yeah i don't i didn't watch Brandy. it's funny
0: because upn was uh, it was on san vicente boulevard uh in 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 california and at that time i think i was delivering screenplays out of beverly hills out of uh tapestry films Mm. um and i remember just like looking at the upn building it wasn't even like a building it was like a but the the UPM logo, it was, yeah. definitely wasn't a chat But there was there was a logo somewhere, and I remember just like looking at it dreamily from my '94 Honda Civic. Uh huh. <laughs> oh UPM. Okay, you come here, you test in, uh huh. You test, and then you go back to Philly and you wait.
1: Yeah, and I kind of held off both. Uh, I, I I because
0: both said come,
1: and you. Well, no, like, no. So I think what happened was, uh, um. I think Simpsons called and was like, "Yeah, this test looks good enough. Uh, if you want to come work on the show," and then I said, uh, "I said, yeah, let me confirm in like a and minute." And you talked
0: like crusty the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> And then I then I called. I think I, I pressured Vinton to like like, hey, uh, I would rather choose you guys, but I need to I need to know soon, and I and. For once in my life, that really? worked. Yeah. But you knew in, in your heart, you were like, yeah, hey, I'd rather choose you guys. Yeah. You weren't just... like
0: playing a fucking game of no, like, no, no, no. Ever... These bastards against each other and like, see what I get.
1: I did, I did not feel confident that that would work out for me. I pretty, sure. I, I felt pretty sure that like, if, that like, uh, Simpsons was, could take me or leave me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they, Simpsons is not, was not hurting for like getting yeah. people to be interested but in But why the fucking, I mean,
0: I know you went into the record store and stuff and you had a good experience, but what, I'm, I'm actually, I'm genuinely curious because from, my evil producer point of view, Uh I'm standing at a crossroads in the 1990s and I'm like, okay, well, there's The Simpsons, like the hottest thing, really the only thing that even screams animation at the time. Everything else wasn't even animation. It was just, oh my God, The Simpsons. Yeah. Or Portland, Oregon, which at that time was not the Austin of the West, like it is now, like no. the Portlandia. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And Wilvinton Studios, most people don't know who the fuck Wilvinton was. I knew who Wilvinton
1: Studios oh, was. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, the the Claymation Christmas special when I was a kid oh, was like... Oh, word. That awesome. was your, like I was really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and also, um, I didn't... Uh, I don't know. I didn't see a way that I was going to move up to something I wanted to do at Simpsons. You oh, know I'm what I mean? Sure. Like, I feel like the most... The most I was gonna get was like I wasn't super confident about um my success as a layout artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like But I, there's
0: that sounds so unsexy. Like that literally just sounds so like someone's like, Hey, what do you do? Oh, I do layout. And then they're like, Well, what the fuck is layout? And, and like, I
1: should uh... I should point out that like I thought of myself as a director even if nobody else did. So I was like, I I oh, I, I wanted to be in charge creatively of yeah. projects. And I didn't see, I, I didn't have, I didn't hold out a lot of hope that like, like that makes sense. And not so much that I thought, um, oh, I, I'm going to go and, and do that at, in Portland either. But like, uh, um, I guess just the feeling that I would be actually animating on the shots felt
0: true. Well, I guess that's that. actually what I'm getting at too, is that, I mean, you're using the, you're using the F word a lot. Feel. And in making that decision, it felt more organic, like the feeling like shut your brain off for a second. But the feeling of when you think of the Simpsons going to the Simpsons or the feeling of like, oh, I want to go to Portland. It was like a no brainer where you're like, actually, I feel like I need to fucking be here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. In the Emerald Triangle filled with weed and. The streets are paved with IPA and whatever. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck was happening.
1: Downtown used days. to smell like beer. That's the thing. Is like Oh, had from that the Henry Weinhart yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Henry Weinhardt Yeah, yeah it smelled like saltine like, crackers. I was dude. like, yeah. what is that smell? So but
0: your was like, studio was scary. right there. Yeah. It's not like now where Leica's headquarters um, was on Pettygrove in northwest Portland. So when you were being courted. By Leica, like, you know, especially on on Coraline, we would reach out to animators and different crew members from literally all over the world. Um, but our headquarters, when you Googled us or whatever, said, you know, Portland.
1: Ooh, Portland. Yeah.
0: Then they would fly here, they would get here, and our 150,000 square foot soundstage was in Hillsboro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everybody came out there and they were like this is the land of slow living and fast food. And right. I was like, yeah, dude. Sorry guys. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so you guys were um uh it did smell like beer cuz yeah. you guys were right there. You were actually downtown. Yeah. Which is which is badass. So, um you called Will yeah. <laughs> or whoever your hiring manager was. You said um uh, let me know I'd rather go with you guys. They eventually gave you an offer. And you came out as an animator, not even as an animation assistant or somebody in scheduling or some sort of no no no, no. as an support. animator. Yeah. You were a full on. We did a
1: week of training. Uh, so they so they they had us come out and and we trained with the grabbers on PJ puppets. Uh, mm. And I think really it was like it was like, hey, some of these new people need to smooth this out a little bit before they're going to be TV ready. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so um, so we did a week of training and then I was on the show.
0: Well okay, let me ask you a question. I don't know who the your animation supervisor was at that time, but as a producer and I know that uh doing animated television, you have to sprint. Like you in terms of like you don't have a lot of time yeah, yeah. to animate your character. Yeah. So do you can you actually create an animation style, a specific way of animating those characters or is panic Really what's dictating the animation style. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you don't have a lot of fucking time. You're like, like you gave that instance of like, well, if if you had some boards where Homer sitting down and Homer standing up, you have to interpolate that that activity from, from going from sitting, you know, seated to standing Uh, in the same way with stop motion. If that was your shot for the day and your director came by and was like, all right, you need to animate this character standing up by the way, we need this by the end of the day. Can you still breathe in a particular animation style or is it just like get the fucking thing done and the animation aesthetic is really the result of just like you get what you
1: get? Uh, I think somewhere in between. And I think also.
0: Did you have a style Did the animation?
1: I think I tried to follow the show style. But that wasn't until I got further into it. So I think when you first start, you just suck. So like yeah. you're not actually slow. Usually when you suck as an animator, usually you're pretty fast.
0: Really? Because because you're, you're not drawing it. Yeah. You don't have drawings. a. You
1: don't have you're, You don't have the 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 eye to to slow down and and really nuance that. Were you animating background characters and shit like that?
0: No, like, I was I animating I was main weird. characters. You were. Yeah.
1: It was just like. And uh, you didn't get fired? No, they couldn't have. They couldn't <laughs> fire <laughs> me. Yeah, it was. Listen up kids, go find a job. No, I think, I think I got okay quickly. I don't think I got great quickly, but I think I got okay quickly. And, but then the problem was like, I got okay and I started to slow down and, and, and had, then once I got better, I had to learn to like. How to be fast and good. Yeah. What to let go of, what was important. And, um. Well, let
0: me ask you when you began to slow down. Yeah. Who was on your ass, the producer or the director?
1: the the um the series director. So we had oh, episode directors. Yeah. Uh, but I had the series director take me aside and be like, "So here's a list of the quotas, and you have what's your guess on who has the the lowest quota or the lowest numbers?" And uh and I guess somebody else. He was like, "Eh." He- no, it's Rob Shaw. <laughs> no shit. Yeah.
0: How, how did you how did you accept that information emotionally? You know what I'm saying? Like when you got home that. Night. I mean, it was I was stressed. Did you have fear, or did you feel like, ah, oh, fuck, I mm. could, yeah, fuck yeah. There's room for improvement. I could do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like the end of the day, if they just want me to go fast and the shots, if the. I can do whatever they need to do. So if they need me to go, you faster, felt confident in that. Yeah, that yeah. you
0: had those, you had that skill set, or you had those gears you could shift into.
1: Yeah, and that—that's great. And and also that like maybe they would be okay with a lower quality if my numbers went up. Right. And so, but you
0: didn't have any touch bases after that where they were like, you know, Rob, you tried, but like you just you met. Their no, expectations. actually,
1: did, he was a pretty great. Um, he was a pretty great guy, and he. Do you want
0: to name drop who it is, or you want uh, to keep it a
1: secret? No, no, this was Bly- Blyman. I mean, anybody who knows Gary and Mike and then looks up who's the series director is going to see. It. Wait, it's, so this is Dave David? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. And um, he. Uh, so
0: he was directing at the time, and now he's been producing for the last.
1: Yeah, he was directing the. Um, I and I, I hope I'm getting the the title right, but I think he was like the series director. So they would have like each episode would have a director. Yeah, and then the whole series would have like a director. Uh, Eric Vigneau was producer. David was the director. And I think.
0: This is season one.
1: This was. Or season two. Season two, I think. But season one and two were kind of just half seasons. So it was almost like just one season altogether. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Does that mean. This is another hard hitting question. Uh Does that mean you were animating with Travis Knight, Mm -hmm. the CEO of Leica slash director? I was. He was on my show. So let me tell you this show. (sighs) Wait, let me tell you You were hanging out? You were like smoking marijuana joints. I, I you wasn't. were taking pot with Travis Knight. I wasn't. You heard it first, kids. Yeah.
1: So listen, so so let me tell you who this the that that this episode where my numbers went down where David took me aside, this was this was my this was who I was on with. I was on with um with uh Brad Schiff. No. Oh so Brad was
0: animating. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And Travis Knight and uh Scott Phelps and maybe Bartek came on for a little while. Anyway, I was... What about were you, Was Sue animating too? Not... No. She no. didn't animate on Gary. And, and I was class. But... So, the, the, my point is that, like, these were all very, like, high-level, high-achieving animators. Yeah. And, like... So, it wasn't a good episode to be the worst on. Why? <laughs> right, because
0: the chasm was just that much wider? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Totally. It yeah, was yeah. just, like... And, like, all these guys were also... They were good, and they were also really fast. And... Um, yeah,
0: even Travis, I mean, Tra-
1: it, it Travis was The was PJs. Fancy.
0: Gary Mike was was Travis's second show. Yes, because he started as a PA, and my old boss Mary Sandel recognized his talent mm-hmm. and was like, "Ah, fuck it, let's give him a shot or two. And then a shot or two turned into full scenes and yep. the, that sort of thing. Okay, and
1: he his style, um, or at least at the the, the the what I knew as his style at the time was was this almost like when when, when people when stop motion was in a in in a place where it was going very pose to pose, yeah, uh, TV stopmo at least. Um, Travis's style was to was to once your increments got so small, switch from ones to twos and never stop moving, right? So like there were com- that wasn't just Travis. I should I should I should, but really that's something that he
0: embraced and that he even as a novice was
1: very good at. Because I'm just going fucking... to... He wasn't a novice by the time I worked with him. He was much... He had more experience than I did by the time I worked with him.
0: But it was still only like fucking like two years from yeah, the yeah. moment he started. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just going to fucking say this because Travis is, you know, his father's a, a a billionaire. And, you know, Travis obviously is, you know, his family has wealth. And I hear this all the time. Even when I when I first started at Leica, like, Jesus, what is this, 2018? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like 12 years ago. When I was at Leica... Um, when people asked me where I was, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm working at like a no big deal. And, um, they'd be like, yeah, so Travis, right? Like, so, uh, you know, his dad like bought him the studio, like, Oh, he's an animator. Can't even animate. And I was like, well, I don't know Travis, right? Like I don't, I don't hang out with him. I I didn't smoke weed with him like you did. (laughs) Uh, I'm kidding. Um, but what I did know is that he was like the first animator, like on Coraline, he was the first person in the building. And he was the last person out. Like he was not fucking around. And yeah. I'm not saying like. And he came in as a CEO. He was animating. Yeah, yeah. Like he truly. And I'll just say this. Um, he's one hell of a fucking animator.
1: And like, s- even back then. Yeah, he, yeah. What he said. I remember. I I had asked him about that. I was trying to do it, and I wasn't good at it. Those the 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 constant motion, uh, stop motion. Right. And um. And I'd take. I'd like yeah. asked him at one point like what. I think I'd asked him like. So, if you get to a frame where you fucked up, um, do you, how do you get it back on track? Like, I, I, it's hard to explain this, but if you're doing like tiny increments of something, um,
0: wait, but you were shooting on film. Sorry, not to slow no, down. No, we your were shooting thought. on video. You guys were video. We were okay. shooting on so video. you had that flexibility of, of well, even if backs. we had film, we
1: would have done cutbacks. You I mean, it, PJs yeah. was film and it was they did cutbacks all the time
0: yeah because each episode was like 1.2 million dollars. Right. now you can't even get 1.2 million yeah. dollars for a fucking season yeah yeah
1: Except that's a lot that's things. a complete
0: lie that don't listen to my arithmetic
1: but um but like uh anyway i would asked him advice and he was like very humble about it and, and was kind of like i know you know i don't really i don't really know and He was like i
0: have no idea what i'm doing this is completely natural
1: <laughs> not that but like but yeah he was he was he was uh um, my experience with him, which was very limited, but it was like super nice and super humble. Um, and I had great, I was very lucky to have a uh, very kind of mentory people. I didn't have yeah. any, nobody was like, there were no jerk faces. Nobody was, um, competitive and tried to block me out. I've I've been oh, very lucky great. to be with people that, that like. I felt like were pulling for me and and tried to teach me things along the way.
0: You are a motherfucker because I can't say that at all. Yeah, my entire career yeah. has been avoiding political landmines. I think, life.
1: um, I think, I think uh, the 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 producer model is definitely going to be way different <laughs> than the the swimming with the, sharks model. The, That's the why animator director dick. model yeah, is like is is much more. Yeah, because all
0: different. you creatives, you guys get the fun part of filmmaking, the fun part of animation, and we as producers. We're just the gatekeepers of resources.
1: Also, we, uh, we're also, like bankers. Also, a lot of my time Terrible. was when... I don't when, even know why I'm a, in this business. ...was like a boom ta- boom time of animation. And I think uh, when a lot of relationships got tougher was when people had to start tightening their belts, yeah. where I was already directing at that point. So, but yeah,
0: and, and likewise, yeah, uh, uh, it is accurate to say that the PJs were like near a million dollars per episode or something ridiculous like uh-huh. that where nowadays i mean you couldn't i mean you right i'll just say that like one hundred and twenty-five thousand, dude for like yeah 22 minutes only. yeah yeah, oh yeah my god um so that's amazing so you um your instinct drew you <laughs> that's my animation yeah, pun. It's adorable. Oh! you were drawn to portland mm-hmm. even though you could have gone to the simpsons that's awesome i didn't know that about you once you got here, you found out that it was actually a pretty groovy place. Yeah. Then you get into onto a show where uh, it was friendly and you were supported. Yeah. And even when you needed to course correct, uh, and the course correction you received from the series director, um, you just internalized the information. Just fucking did it. You well, I mean, like, it
1: was it, it scared me just because it, it he you know it's intimidating to have yeah. the. The, but did you feel like trigger. he was going to fucking fire you? Did you like stay up that night uh, and be like fuck, I'm fucked, I'm a fraud? I felt a, <laughs> there were I felt two things. I felt like um if I don't fix what's going on, I'm going to get fired. I you definitely think that felt could that could have been really a reality. Too? Yes. Cuz you know
0: on some pictures the machine is so big that the the flashlight could be on you for a moment from management, right? Mm-hmm. Either the producer or series director flashlight could be on rob being like fuck man his quota's kind of low but then if the machine is big enough they get distracted by other problems so nobody ever actually revisits that initial conversation do you know I, what i'm saying did you ever feel like the the, <clears throat> the machine was big enough where you could have actually not, slid on, through? not on that show
1: no? i know exactly what you're talking about but i but i think on that show and especially because it was because it was david it wasn't like it wasn't the director of just one of the episodes it wasn't yeah. like but they wouldn't have a fucking dog in the fight anyway right. like a it was episode director yeah it was like the it, he was he was the series director and he was directing my episode i should oh, put that out so there he too he he
0: really had skin in the game yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And, and 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 actually so the other thing that i felt um was that i felt really like he cared because he took the time to yeah try to correct me instead of just being instead of just firing me and that well, that meant a lot to me and and made me feel like i gotta I really need to take this seriously, and I gotta fix this.
0: You know that's i I'm glad that you're bringing that up, and that anybody who's listening should know that David Blyman right now is in Hollywood. He is stationed at Starburns. If you know anything about Starburns, they produced the first series, the first season of Rick and Morty, which by the way, today just got announced they got picked up for seventy episodes at seven zero um David Blyman's currently there now a few years ago he produced box trolls uh Leica's second uh Leica's third picture out of the gate uh and David's now at Starburns he uh uh David right this moment I mean like a week away from producing from pre-production on the Michael Jackson stop motion feature called Bubbles um that is being directed by and the director's name escapes me but he directed Hunt for the Wilder People and he also directed Thor um so that's where David is now if anybody ever finds David he's salt <laughs> of the earth he's such a
1: nice guy so um He's a hard read though. That's what that is. He is a hard one.
0: that's so funny. Somebody yeah, yeah. just had a meeting with him a few weeks ago and yeah.
1: texted me and was like yeah.
0: it, I think literally they even literally said like I couldn't get a read out of him. And yeah. I was like, Well that's because he's David. Yeah yeah. yeah. Just yeah. take him at face yeah. value. He's a one, no. he's just yeah. a great guy. So um so then you moved to Portland, Oregon, and um uh uh I'm gonna wrap this up. We don't have any more station bre- or or whatever whatever old people from the fifties call the breaks. Um, so we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes, but I wanted to, um, I really wanted to dive into that where the rubber meets the road between, um, leaving the warm bosom (laughs) of academia and getting into the cold, cynical, bitter, real world of working in the animation industry. And Mm -hmm. it sounds, and it feels like the, um, the reception that you received at, at Will Vinton, um, was really warm and unique mm-hmm. and fantastic. And that you, um, I don't want to use the word struggle because I don't know what, if you were struggling, I don't know how you were paying your bills between school and, and work, but it feels like, um, it feels like you really lucked out that you made, you absolutely made the right decision. Yeah. You could have gone to LA, but you went to Portland instead. And now you're here and, and stop it's motion been 75 years yeah. and you're still here.
1: <laughs> and I And I, and the thing is, is that I've gone, you know, I direct. Um, a lot of CG and two D stuff. It's not like I. Uh, it's not like I've primarily directed stop motion in, in any sense. But, but you're I, directing live action too as part of your gig. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You got the whole kit and caboodle. The whole bag, the whole ball of wax. But stop motion is still definitely like the my my love and my heart of hearts. Yeah. And and. But
0: when you've been getting awards and stuff from the from the commercial side, uh, some of the biggest awards you got are directing cg against live action
1: yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. that's
0: kudo for anyone who's listening k K
1: o-o-d-o
0: k-o-o-d-o it's like the geico version of (laughs) phones in canada um so that's fantastic so i uh uh so to recap you went from philly to portland you've been here It's not accurate to say that you've been here ever since because I know for a fact that you worked in San Francisco Mm -hmm. on another stop motion T V series called The Phantom Investigators. Yeah. And that was a was Henry Selleck involved in that by any stretch?
1: Well, he it was the same shooting stage that they shot Monkey Bone on.
0: But not Skellington. Not where they shot Nightmare before Christmas.
1: I don't know. I don't I don't know. Because I know that we found part of whoopi Goldberg's rubber wig on the <laughs> is that shooting is site. That true? I somewhere I still have it <laughs> wait it's what do you like, mean you have it you took it yeah I took it well it was kind it was it was on the floor Brilliant.
0: well that's hilarious well I think um we have uh uh we have many more of these podcasts to go. this is going to be centered on the animation industry um uh and really aiming at not only just for the listeners, but for us, what we're going to kind of peel through um, for this first season is really talking about where the rubber meets the road and talking about that synapse, um, not only between academia and the real world, but also the um, the synapse between uh, indie auteur animation versus that big cog. So those are two really big themes um, for all you college students listening out there. This podcast really is for you guys. Um, I want to be able to curse because it represents my true self. Um, but I also just want to uh, be able to share the information with you guys that, uh, I didn't fucking have when I was in school. I didn't know, just like Rob was saying, like, you didn't know what the fuck a key grip was or yeah. I didn't know any of that shit either. Yeah. And I'm on set. I won't go into it now. Cause we're going to wrap this up, but like, I've made so many mistakes, embarrassing, cringeworthy, like I'll be showering and like the memory will come back and I'll go, ah, I'll make an audible sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I could have fucking avoided. I could have totally yeah. avoided if if I had
1: a podcast way back in the 80s. And also, I think like there's that would be nice to see that there's multiple roads to the place. And I think that that's something that I, uh, that I think is like valuable in the different people that I've met and talked to in the industry that like people come from all different, I mean, it's not just all different walks of life, yeah. but like all different, um, Plans. People had all these different plans. Sure. And then they absolutely. converge or they manifest in different ways. And I think that that's, that's something that would be really fun to explore is like how different people got here. Word. And, and, and maybe that helps, <clears throat> helps, you know, when you're in school to see like, Hey, maybe I'm not this person that got here, but this other person did this thing and got here. And that, that kind of like you know that that kind of really represents my path a little bit better
0: yeah i you know what, i mean i couldn't agree more and i feel like when i interface with some recent college grads and um i feel <laughs> i feel like i'm being judged by them sometimes like when i'll talk about certain points in my career and that maybe uh they'll look at me as if like well how come you couldn't do that how come you don't have an academy award right yeah. now at 40 years old yeah and i could be you know emotionally inside that like my teenage boy starts crying um but the road is long and i what i found because i worked in live action right out of college right mm-hmm. actually in co- this is a i'll tell this story later but i lied i lied i got but the first job i got out of school um i told them i'd already graduated but i shifted all my courses to the evening so mm-hmm. i worked every day at a super busy production company we had a first look deal with miramax in beverly hills and went to school Uh, until 11.30 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. Rinse and repeat for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, but what I found after live action and getting into animation was a community. Like, I... It is insane. This is still the entertainment industry. Most of the films I've worked on have been nominated for Academy Awards, which I'm very thankful for. But working in animation, specifically stop motion, I feel like I'm working more with just, like, carpenters. Like, people who, like, work with their hands, who are into their craft who, yeah, we're working in entertainment, but that's not the end game. The end game is actually the craft itself. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah. This is amazing. I get to work in this industry where I don't feel like I'm selling my soul. mm mm-hmm. Because uh, I did that a long time ago. <laughs> um, uh, where I actually feel like it's nutritional. And I feel like, for the most part, we kind of like watch out for each other. And it's like a, a fraternity or sorority that feels... I feel thankful to be a part of this community. Yeah. And I feel like I would like to send the elevator back down with this podcast and send it back down to people who want to get into the animation industry, who want to have like a no holds bars, no holds barred look <laughs> <laughs> at, um, uh, animation and just have, you know, and so, uh, I have some guests lined up that'll come in and, and you and I can grill them and make them feel bad. Yeah. At this point, we try to get them to cry yeah. at some point, get high ratings. I'm into the podcast.
1: get ratings? I don't think so. All right. Um, so, I, don't know how, I don't know how they would <laughs> – I don't know how that would work. Right on. Well, uh,
0: Rob Shaw, thank you so much for thank stopping you, by my cabin, sir, and yeah. drinking my amazing coffee. I'll just do a couple of quick shout-outs here. Um, uh, Alyssa Showat Roche. She's a scheduler on Robot Chicken's Super Mansion season two or three anyway she's amazing i'm gonna go visit her at stupid buddy studios in a few days and go say hi so i wanted to shout out to her wanted to shout out to um uh sue twining who is the animation colleague that rob was talking about that they went to school together and i believe she's the one right that yeah, pulled you she pulled yep. you out here to portland yeah um and to uh shout out to travis knight who i think gets a a lot of shit uh for being rich um, and to be honest, I want to see Transformers. I want to see what the fuck he does with a lower budget, um, 1980s set Transformers and everyone else. Don't be some fucking haters. Just ease up on Travi. he has got, he has got
1: problems just like the rest of us, man.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's it, Rob. I don't know if you wanted to part any wisdom on these motherfuckers.
1: No, I think, uh, I'm just excited to, uh, to be a part of this. And actually I'm really excited to not be on the receiving end microphone, but like to ask some questions to some people that I love working with.
0: That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for tolerating this first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this auditory proctology appointment. Yeah. Um, and we will, uh, we'll keep moving forward and um, people can shoot me an email directly to my email. It's Trevor Stewart at gmail.com. Um, it's spelled weird. So look it up, but um, people can shoot emails if you have questions. Or if you want to, you know, send a hate mail. Yeah. Send well, hate. Fuck it. Just please. Just or if there's things that mail.
1: you put questions you would like to pose for people that we bring on yeah, the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Like you can feel free to email me. It's totally fine. If I don't respond, it means I'm fucking busy. Or it means your question fucking sucks. No. I'm kidding. I'm totally no kidding. No bad questions. Send me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, TrevorStewart at com. Thank you for all the sponsors. And we will, um, we're not going to see you next week. We'll hear you next week. You'll hear us You'll hear next us. week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, motherfuckers, keep it real.